Welcome to the unprecedented episode 46 of Land the Plane Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I am Jonathan Steele. Jonathan. Yes. It's been a while. <laughs> but what was with that opening? <laughs> well. Why is it? <clears throat> unprecedented? Un- yes. Because we've never had an episode 46. <laughs> that's true. And that's like the only word you hear on the news today. I think. Unprecedented. The it's news. An unprecedented. Has it's an unprecedented time. It's an unprecedented <laughs> disease. It's an unprecedented shortage of everything. It's an unprecedented. <laughs> you ever notice if you say the same word over and over again, it starts to sound really stupid. Yes. No matter what the word is. And you lose the ability to almost to say it. Yeah. Unprecedented. 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 It's just. I, that's unprecedented. Maybe they, just, maybe they just get excited because it's a new word to use, like a word they don't normally get to say. I guess. And if I never hear the word social distancing again, it'll be too soon. Mm. We are. Can you imagine if there's like social distancing in heaven and we have to hear that for all eternity? <laughs> there won't be. I don't. I don't think. You know. Hey, but the, the actually the most fun that I've had with social distancing, um, I had to buy some PVC pipes, and they were like four inch PVC pipes, really big PVC pipes, and they were ten feet long. And so me and uh, and one of my tribe went to Lowe's. And I was carrying two of these PVC pipes, one on each shoulder, and he was as well. So we had five feet of PVC pipes shooting out the front of us and five feet behind us. I was like, hey, man, this is how we social distance. If anybody gets close to us, just turn real fast. Yeah. <laughs> just knock them out. Just knock them on the ground. It's social distancing. Social gets unprecedented. That was an unprecedented hit to your face. <laughs> Back off. Oh shoot! No, it has been a while. Um, I'm, I'm, it's an unprecedented length of time in I between know. shows. I'm back in the studios too, Jonathan. Yeah, and it's it's not it's <laughs> it's not the exact same studio as you left. It's different. Now, okay. Normally, I would just compliment you on a nice, well, it's 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 nice. It looks good, doesn't it? It's nice. But be careful what you say, because my wife listens to the show. Sometimes it's not, and uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, she listened to the show and she did the you better be careful. But there's a third member of our podcast that's no longer here, and like we didn't even have a meeting or anything, yeah. But R2D2 is we kicked him out of the gone out of the program. It's very adult now. I feel like I've matured. I don't know if it's an adult, I mean, it's it's like a game room. Except video, there's no video games because we don't have a console in here. But there is a jar of dice over there. I see, and yeah, a, and a and about three thousand pencils and pens. Yeah, for drawing and artsy okay. stuff. That makes sense. I mean, look at all the games over there. You know, it's a, shelves it's a, full of games. It's a fine arts room. That's almost okay. Because you got, got a, music. Yeah, got a guitar behind. Podcasting. Me. Yeah, I just miss art man. Yeah. Hmm. We were friends. I didn't get to say goodbye. He's around here somewhere. We didn't get rid of him. You can't get rid of R2. No. Actually, my wife could. <laughs> She's tried to sell me in a yard sale three or four times. Has she really? Yeah. Wow. And you're still I've actually, married? I have actually bought stuff at our own yard sale <laughs> and brought it back into the house. Did you run out there and you're like PJs and save <clears throat> R2? I, I, like, seriously, I have. <laughs> Not R2. Because I don't think she'd be that crazy. Oh, man. That's grounds for lawyers and stuff. Uh, don't say it. Don't say it. It's an unprecedented time. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell them what could happen. <laughs> no, but hey, we are back. Uh, we're excited to be back. It's been a bit of a break. I've been very busy. You've been very busy. In case people don't know, when you're listening to this, if it's five years from now, this is right in the midst of the... Unprecedented. Unprecedented COVID-19 pandemic. I gotta specify nineteen in case twenty. Shows I really up. hope it's actually not the middle of it. Oh yeah, hopefully it's more hopefully. towards the end. Yeah. Things are starting to open and back up a little bit. That's the reason I'm back in the studio. We felt it was okay 
We are still more than six feet apart. Yeah, because this is a humongous a desk. desk. Yeah. Yep. And and I'll just be honest with you. I at this point I don't really want to get it because yeah, I mean it it's cruddy. But you know, all of us like in my household, it shouldn't be a big deal for any of us to get it. Yeah. And I I really think the next time, like if this comes through again next year. I'm just going to go find somebody that's sick and just go ahead and get it, get it over with. And that way, because my big thing is not getting it and getting sick. It's, you know, we're still working out in the community, trying to help people and, you know, just delivering things, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I don't want to make anybody else sick. Sure. Yeah. That's the so point. I figure if I get sick and I get the antibodies to it, then if I spread anything, it'll just be the antibodies. That's good. So. I just could be your get sick. it, get it over with, and then I don't, I don't have to worry about it. You could be a hero. You could be the antibody. Yeah. It could be your name. Be like, I got your herd immunity. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, you know, we make jokes because that's what we do, but, I mean, it's a serious time. I mean, at some point, you kind of have to yeah, laugh. I mean, we got to have some laughs, and definitely we're not trying to be insensitive to anybody out there that's has it or been affected by it. Yeah, um, it's a terrible thing, but we, we feel like it's an okay time to start coming back together and start yeah. connecting a little bit. And uh, yeah, and it, just excited it, to be here. It is a, I mean, it's a serious, uh, it's a serious issue. Um, I, th- I mean, honestly, I, we're making fun of the word unprecedented, but it's don't, don't, don't. about one of the best words that we could use <laughs> to describe it. Yeah, I mean, this is totally different for for our generation, that kind of thing. Um, but I, we also know it's serious. I mean, my, you know, my mom and dad have been shut down Oh yeah, because they, they're at the top of the, you don't want this right, spectrum, yeah. you know? So yeah, we can, I mean, people make fun of all kinds of stuff. It's, it's kind of like laugh about it or cry about it. I'd laugh. I'd rather laugh. Yeah, so. that's true. Me too. And we've had some people ask us about the show and why we took a break and it wasn't a planned break. No. It was, Jonathan, of course, you're in ministry, yeah, and the world of churching has <laughs> changed dramatically, <laughs> and of course, you had to adapt and flow with that and figure yeah. out a whole new way of doing church. Yeah, it's been pretty, it's been crazy. Mm-hmm. I even saw like a, an image the other day, um, somebody put out, it was just like, you would think that with no church, no kids care, no, you know, all these things being canceled, that like preacher and I'm a kids, I work with kids, um, and local outreach stuff, but we ought to be bored or something, but it has been just the opposite. Right. I mean, it is, it has been, um, the last few weeks has settled down a little bit because we've kind of worked ourselves into a little bit of a rhythm. Um, but man, those first, those first four to six weeks, it was, it was, it was Brutal. unprecedented. <laughs> We're getting our count up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I work in the financial world, uh, the banking world. And, of course, we went through the whole transition of closing down lobbies. But yet, we're considered, I know I'm not trying to look for praise, but bankers are considered essential workers. Okay? But we're not like <laughs> doctors and nurses, obviously. You know, those are the yep. real... Essential, essential workers, but we're in that category, so we can't well, shut yeah. down. I mean, you, you yeah. got to have your money, you got to have your food, yeah. you got to have your health care. And money's dirty, all right? And dirty, yes. Money's nasty, so we're taking all kinds of precautions yeah. there, but, uh, you know, and then we had the, the whole stimulus thing going on, and we had the PPP loans, the payroll protection programs we were trying to do, and so it was a very, I know, it's PPP, that's what they call it, I didn't name it. <laughs> Triple P. Triple P, the PPP. The o- OPP. <laughs> That would have been funny if they called it the OPP <laughs> loan. Been terrible. <laughs> but uh, so we've been super busy uh, through that whole process, and now you know, of course, kids at home doing homeschool, all that kind of stuff. But that's that's yeah. wrapping up too now. So um, it's just I been, hope it's wrapping up for your yeah. kids because my kids are in the same district as your kids, yeah. and my kids finished up last week. Yeah, mine are. <laughs> okay. Whew. I was like, do I not know something here? <laughs> Your kids are failing. Failing everything. <laughs> uh, 
no, so it's just been it's just been hard to find time to do this. Yeah, you know, it's and, been and not be exhausted, but yet still be safe. And yeah, so here we are. But Jonathan, I'm gonna just turn the floor over to you right now because you told me you you told me you had a story and gave me a little taste, and I want to hear this thing. So if you change your mind and you decided not to tell it, tough. <laughs> you got to tell I had, it. I had basically decided not to tell it. No, man, come on. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I you know now that I'm thinking about it, it's like what it's not really a big deal, but it's but it was funny. <laughs> it was not funny at the time. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, I'm redoing my shop, mm-hmm. um, and putting insulation and finishing it out, those kind of things. So I'm looking for air conditioner, throw a little wall unit in to you know knock off the the heat in the middle of the summer. And uh, I found somebody on Craigslist that was selling actually two um, air conditioners, window units, and call you know texted them all that kind of stuff. Worked out a deal, and it's like, okay, you want me to come tonight and buy this from you, or tomorrow, you know? And they said tomorrow would be better, so I was like, okay, anytime. What's a good time? Anytime's fine. Like, okay, it's a very so, firm <coughs> contract. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a that's. It's better than a verbal contract. I mean, it's topped. Yeah, it's all text. Yeah, it's texted. (laughs) Anyway, so um, I had to get word. Our church is helping to feed um, like 46, 45 kids at a local elementary school. Kind of the week at the end of the year that schools, it's kind of a transition period between summer uh, you know, that assistance and that kind of thing and, and the spring semester. So we're putting together all these food boxes. All right, so John, I was quit, running everywhere. Quit flexing on us. With well, your, I mean, I was just feeding kinda, kids. It's like running every, well, that's part of it. You know, it's like I'm running to Little Rock and going to Sam's and having to get all this kind of stuff and getting it delivered. So um, one of our other staff guys had helped me. So I dropped him off at his house and pulled out and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go get the air conditioners. So I called, I started to call the the guy and I noticed he, I'd had gotten a text like a little over an hour before that. And it had, was just like, Hey, are you still interested in the air conditioners? Somebody's asking. And I was like, I think, I think we've covered this. Yes. I mean, I, I told I, you, know, so I called him up, got his, his wife on the phone and and I was like, hey, I, I was coming over to the house to pick up the air conditioners. And she was like, oh, he already sold them. Boom, boom, boom. I was like, what? <laughs> he what? He what? I mean, this is unprecedented. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was, and I just couldn't. So I hung up and. You were flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted. I was speechless. <laughs> and so I pulled off the side of the road and just texted him. And I was just like, I don't. Like I, this is kind of hard to believe. I mean, we talked about this, and and I would have expected at least like a phone call or something because I've been running around Little Rock and you know getting food and all that kind of stuff. So I I just didn't notice my phone. But if you'd called, that I mean, really, you sold the air conditioners, <laughs> and uh, and y'all can <laughs> see it on Jonathan's face. The frustration's coming back. <laughs> it was, um, and so. Like, like, dude, he types back, um, just some, just some kind of hateful. Like, he said, "I'll just read it." He said, "I'm not responsible for you and your phone and your life and your problems. <laughs> I have my own. If you really wanted them, you would have gotten up this morning and come and gotten them instead of leaving me hanging." And I'm like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we it's said so good, and I told him. I mean, I literally put in there. I've been in Little Rock buying food for children. You know, <laughs> you flexed on. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> and uh, so it said. He said Home Depot sells them for four hundred dollars. I suggest you go there and don't contact me again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, I love how it goes from. You know, nothing. Nothing to, to don't ever mad. talk to me again. Go to Home Depot. And so, anyway, I 
I should have probably just left it at that, but I didn't. Um, and I just put the last question I asked was about the air conditioners was any time tomorrow good? And you replied, yes, I would have postponed my trip to Little Rock and come to your place if I'd known that you were in a hurry. Have a great day. Yeah. That's what I wrote. <laughs> was the was the have a great day a little passive aggressive, Jonathan? Probably, I guess. <laughs> but I, I was like, I don't want to... Uh, I really felt like that was a end. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm done. Have a great day. I'm, I'm just kind of moving on. Whatever. So I get back. Y'all, I can't even read this text because <laughs> I don't want to have to put an E... <laughs> On the podcast. But anyway, it's like, don't. Con- I said, don't contact me again. Bleepity beep. I don't <laughs> oh need gosh. your, ex- I don't need your excuses. Sell that bleepity blip blip to someone who wants it. T- tell yourself whatever you need to, to make yourself feel good about life. Just leave me the beep out of it. And do not bleepity beep contact me again. <laughs> and it's like, Dude, somebody's having a. I wish there was video on this one so I could show you what my face was like. But I like. (laughs) like, uh, Somebody's having a bad day. Yeah, I Um, hope. I hope that's not like an everyday personality. And so I, you know, after after listening to my second Holy Spirit, her name's Holly. (laughs) um, I didn't. I really just wanted to reply back with just the the laughing emoji, you know? Yes. Because at that point, I was laughing because of the response. I was also mad because of the whole situation, but I was I was like, whoa, <laughs> triggered, you know? Man, I'm so Gen Z there, triggered. I just used that, but anyway. It's probably good you didn't go over there because... Oh, I, w- I didn't even know where. It- like, I mean, like, I was literally beforehand. contacting them just to get the information so I could go. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you was just, could you imagine if you already had the address and just showed up without calling in the, re- in the air conditioner? Room? Oh, that wasn't there. I'd have been. Could have been. I'd like, have been that. Like this is. <laughs> I'd have been. Could be an episode of Cops or Live <laughs> PD. <laughs> I, I would have just had to leave. That's crazy. I'm, we're just gonna go with you sound a bad day. But if by any chance that person. Notice we didn't say names because we're. we're I don't even know a name. You don't even know a name. No. (laughs) Well, whoever that person is, if by some reason you stumble upon this, send us an email at landedplanetoday@gmail.com just so we can follow up with you because I'd love to. I'd love to. I I want to. I just. I I don't. Anyway. Oh. Having a bad day. He's yeah. having a bad day. Bad day. I don't bad know. Day. But that kind of transitions but, us into a little bit about sure, what we're talking about. Sure, about COVID. There's been some bad days. Yeah. And and the truth <laughs> is, is sometimes when you're in the midst of stressful situations, you don't always react Yeah. civilized or properly or the way maybe you normally would. But when we were, when we were coming back and we knew we were going to get back to doing the show this week, we were like... What are we going to talk about? Do we talk about COVID? Do we not talk about COVID? Do we talk, you know, we want to stay current, but at the same time, people getting tired of stuff. So we threw something out on Facebook just to interact with our listeners. But really, we had to talk about COVID because this, I mean, this is an unprecedented time. <laughs> Gosh. I told Jonathan how much I'm tired of that word before we started. So I apologize, y'all, that he's going to wear you out with this word. But uh, so we threw it out on Facebook and just said, hey, is, do y'all want to talk about this? Do you not want to talk about this? And and one one comment that was put on there by Benita um, is some words that triggered for me was <laughs> you uh, just said just, triggered you got me but was a uh, loss of identity it was kind of like can we talk about how during these times we are faced with with a different life but how do we keep from losing our identity during these times because everybody's doing stuff different I don't know too many people that life's normal, whatever yeah. normal is. <laughs> it's few and far between. Yeah. yeah. And so we kind of just wanted to jump in and talk about that topic. And, you know, we're not going to just maybe address it in a typical fashion, but we thought it might be interesting to, to, to get into the Word and and jump over to the book of James, which is New Testament. Um, and we've talked about James before on the show it's not not a new topic but 
One of the cool things about the Bible, especially if you're out there and you don't you don't spend much time in it, or maybe you're you're kind of uh, not not fully in on the whole Bible Christian thing, but you've tuned in because it's just you know you're trying to figure some things out. The cool thing about the Word is it's living. You know, we always say it's the living Word, where um, every time you can read in it, and even if you go back to familiar verses, you jump in there, and at different times in your life and at different moments, when you spend time reading that Word, it'll come to you differently, or it might reveal some different truths that you're not, you, you haven't heard before. And I really think that's what James is doing for me a little bit in this time. Yeah, and it's not just because about who what the word says as much as it is also about who James is. So Jonathan, why don't you tell them a little bit about who James is? I'm gonna let you know. Um, so most people, I guess most Bible scholars and by Bible scholars, I mean people that are a whole lot smarter than me, um, believe that James is most likely one of Jesus's little half brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, half because nobody else had God as their father. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> So they would have been children of Joseph and Mary. Like, yeah. Yeah. And little, because, I mean, Mary was a virgin with Jesus, so. He had to be the first. Had to be the first. Um, So James was one of those brothers. And, Matt, I think it's interesting because we saw in um, some of the Gospels, like his family kind of thought he was going nutso. I mean, you know, any interactions there we see don't seem to be very positive. Um, and, I mean, let's be real. If you've got a brother or a sister and they start claiming to be God, it's probably going to cause some tension right. in the family. You'd think so. You know. Um, but I think the coolest thing is is that James ended up writing a book and being one of the leaders in the church during the first century. So to me, it's one of the biggest evidences that that the resurrection happened, that Jesus really was God, all those kind of things. Because if you have an older brother, and both of us do. Yes, we, got we, do. Both, mm-hmm. we both have older brothers. If I am going to say about my older brother that I am a slave of his and that he is God, then the only way that that's going to happen is if he dies and then comes back to life just because he didn't want to be dead anymore. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. Because, I mean, I love my brother. I, I look up to my brother. I admire my brother. Me too. He ain't God. <laughs> no. No. And I, got and some I can prove it. G.I. Joe experiences <laughs> yeah. that prove that he was not. Yeah. I've got some... <laughs> I was going to say I've got some scars, but I, I don't have scars. I, have, I do. You do? <laughs> That's why my goatee grows crooked on the bottom. <laughs> um, I, I still remember a battery flying at my head at like Mach 4. Um, a C-size too, dude. That thing would have taken oh, me out. Serious. But uh, anyway, if, if you – like the only way for family to say, yep, he's God. Is it is like you had to see it for yourself because you're just not going to believe it right. otherwise, you know. So sure. I mean, it, it to me, it's a big, um, it's a big thing that shows, yeah, like Jesus really did come back to life because that's the only way you're convincing family that you're God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and and I think that's what's cool about this story is the fact that not just what James is communicating to us because. I automatically, because of what you just explained, I automatically think I need to listen to James a little bit more because he had to go through this evolution that that not many others did of, that's my brother, like you said, now he's God, now I believe that he's God, now I'm going to do whatever I can to bring people to him. Mm -hmm. And so that transition was very serious to him and a very big thing. So to see where he goes from that beforehand to some of the stuff he's teaching us now, I think is very impactful and stuff that we should definitely pay attention to. But he doesn't hold back much. He's a pretty straightforward, yeah. tell you tell you what he thinks kind of guy. But I was thinking about the question about identity and how do we uh, hold on to our identity and who we are. 
And I think about James, and I'm not sure he did. I think the person before Jesus' resurrection and the person after was probably two different people. And I, I think about this moment, and I think about what we're going through with COVID and and coronavirus and just, just living through this life of unprecedented times <laughs> um, <laughs> that we're all learning and growing, but we miss, we miss what used to be mm-hmm. and we're unsure of what, what's coming. So I don't know if we know who to be right now. Right. And I think that's scary. And yeah. at the same time as we want to cling on, we want to hold on to the you things. You just say cling on. I know. I don't even like Star Trek, but the things we want to hold on to as far as that past, I, I I don't know if we can ever be back there completely. And I don't know if we should be. Right. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we should be necessarily. So let's jump into James for a second, because he, he starts off, like you said, telling us in just chapter one there that he's a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, his brother, you know, that's a pretty bold statement to come and say. But then he says in verse two, he says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Count it joy. Count it joy. Crazy guys. Count it all joy whenever you face difficult times. Whenever things are hard, consider it joyful. I don't know how many people right now are considering it joyful that we're going through this. Yeah. And I'm going to read that. Um <laughs> I just opened my phone up and I saw that text again. This phone. <laughs> um, in the so in the New Living Translation, and please no emails about translations. Um, it says, "Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy." Mm. I kind of like the way that that says that. I mean, they they all mean the same thing, that it's a considerate joyful when you go through this. But I like how that has, it's an opportunity for joy. Yeah. You know, which seems so backwards. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I don't, I should, but I don't generally go into any kind of issues. Like when all of this was happening with COVID, I was not like, yeah, this is going to be an unprecedented time of joy. <laughs> Can't wait. This is what an opportunity. Mm. No. 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 And I can sit here and, and talk about this right now and tomorrow if something else started. Not you hope it don't. Murder hornets. <laughs> There's some great memes about those murder hornets. Yes, there are. <laughs> I just like to say. Um, but it's, it's it's still hard to do, but... When he talks about it, count it joy, and I love the word opportunity. I've always, that word during difficult times is something I try to remind myself. But I would say if you're in the middle of this situation and you're struggling and you don't know how to find joy, look for some opportunities that you normally would not have. I mean, I think that would be a great step to do. Uh, And what are there things that you can do as a family? You can do by yourself. You can do with the internet, I mean, whatever. These- I mean, how many opportunity? how many times have you had in your life where you could walk into Kroger with a mask covering half your face? Like, made all, up of all kinds of stuff, like crazy masks. Yeah. And no, or all kinds of coverings that you can find on memes on the internet <laughs> that don't do anything for COVID, but we laugh hysterically. Right. But anyway, even just silly stuff like that, walking into places and looking around and being like, whoa, it's kind of... Get some serious people watching on. Yes. Uh, like, and they don't know if you're laughing at them because your face is covered. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. The ultimate ability to talk about, folks. Yes. <laughs> COVID 2020. Yeah. You know, and it, I think about it... In, in, Look, I've I've struggled through this. There's there's days I'm just fine. There's day, I'm an introverted person naturally. So going home at the end of the day and staying home, not a big deal for me. Yeah. I'm a okay with that. But I also get I go to work every day. So if I was at home morning tonight every day, especially for those out there who have lost their jobs, you know, uh, our prayers are with you. Because, or having to work from home. Or yeah, I mean that's, that's hard. Terrible. <laughs> in some ways. 
Yeah, it adds to it, and it makes it makes life difficult. But again, it's an opportunity. And I think about James being Jesus' brother and going through everything that he did. And now, what is his opportunity? We're going through everything that he did, and watching, knowing that his brother died on the cross. Still, no matter no matter what happened throughout childhood, I got to think Jesus was probably a pretty good brother. But through all through everything that you go through, at the end of the day, here he is now, and he's made these drastic changes, and his world's been rocked because. Now he knows that his brother was God, and now he's dedicated his life to serving him and doing what he's supposed to do, and he's made this change. That's not an easy change to make. Yeah. I mean, he's agreeing to face persecution. He's agreeing to uh, be challenged. He's agreeing not he's not going to be wealthy. He's not going to be any of those things. He's going to have a difficult life. And he's telling us, but I consider it joyful. It's an opportunity to be joyful because he's getting an opportunity to do something that's meaningful, that has eternal consequences, and is getting to invest in people. And what a time this is now that we can invest in our families, we can invest in each other, we can invest in those who need help. There's all kinds of opportunities. Yep. So, he keeps going though, Jonathan, go ahead and read uh, verse 4 from the... New Living Translation. You still have it open? Yeah. I just want to hear how it reads so we can be consistent on that. Okay. Uh, verse 4, So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Talking about, basically, perseverance. Talking about uh, being, uh, what's the word? What's the word they use? It might say steadfastness. Endurance, perseverance. Perseverance, endurance. Like holding on and and keeping it up. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges is how do we keep keep it up in difficult times? How do we keep our faith strong and keep doing the right things and keep staying positive and keep considering it joy during those difficult times? And I think that's where the challenge comes in. It was easy maybe the first week, second week, third week. Because it's like, hey, this is something different, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like pretty much anything. I mean, it's one of those things like, oh, I can do anything for two weeks. Yep. And then week two turned into week three and four and Isn't five. And like week 10 now? Yeah, I think we're nine, ten, okay. seven hundred and forty-two. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, it, it gets harder. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and our, uh, one of our guys talked about this in a, uh, like in the live stream uh, today, I think, just talking about how in the beginning of it, it was kind of fearful. You know, everybody's kind of fearful about what was going on, just unsure. Um, and that has kind of now turned into just being weary. You know, we're just like over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, the further you go, just like anybody else, if the further you go from seeing somebody... And maybe that somebody you miss is the person you were before all this started because you can't be that person anymore. Or maybe um, you've had to adapt and you've had to do new things and you had to give up things and uh, you're living a lifestyle that maybe normally you wouldn't have. But maybe the thing that you, the person that you miss the most is you. You know? Might be. And so you start losing that. Who is that person? Who am I? What's my identity? Who am I supposed yeah. to be? And I think uh, James says something in, in verse 5 that I think we really need to, to talk about for a minute. He says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Man. Man. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. And I thought about what the word wisdom means, and and to me, there's this sense of when we're talking, we're talking about the idea of James growing, James changing, and I think about the idea of where we're at right now in life, experiencing this unprecedented event. <laughs> we we have that opportunity to ask God for wisdom. To ask God to encounter God in a difficult time where we aren't in control, we know we're not in control, we don't know what to do, and we keep losing ourselves, and we don't even know who we are anymore, we have an opportunity to stop and ask God and say, God, give me wisdom in this moment, not just to make the right decisions, 
but to figure out who I am again. Yeah. And I think it, I think all of this points to the fact that we as humans, I think most of the time we get our identity from the wrong places. Um, okay, yeah. Because honestly, I think if you go through something and it it changes who you are, it, it changes who you see yourself as and where you get your worth and that kind of stuff, then I think it means that we're placing too much value and we're getting too much value from things that are temporary, you know, things that change. I, I know... You know, especially I, I used to work with students, and one of the biggest things for like students is they may have a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and then break up, and they and they are just devastated. Yeah, you know all those kind of things, or um, it, because they they got their worth, some of their identity from who they were with. You know, um, even if you think about, um, there's a lot of stuff going on, on the web about uh, Michael Jordan. Is doing you know different things with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, if his identity was just in how well he played basketball, what's his identity now? Mm-hmm. That I used to be able to play. I mean, I'm sure he can still play basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> way better than ninety percent of the people on the planet. I'm sure, but you know what I mean. Right. He's not playing professionally right now. So has he lost some of his identity? Maybe. Especially if his identity was in, look at who I am playing, you know, playing basketball. Um, and even, I mean, he went through, you know, he retired, kind of went to baseball for a little while, then came back to basketball, um, even with a different number. You know, mm-hmm. he went to, from number 23, obviously, to number 45. All right. And then part of the way through, you know, he changed it back to 23 as a, okay. I, I I gotta get back. Like this is me now. And so it's it's looking at those kind of things. I think we get so much of our identity, especially I think as men, we get it from our jobs a lot of times. Uh and what we do instead of really who we are and where we actually get our worth and get our identity. So Maybe we ought to ask the question, where should our identity be found? Mm-hmm. Well, because I think the first default question we'd want to ask is, what do we want our identity to be? And that's a dangerous question because, you know, we, we know what it was. Um, not, But... We think about what do we want our identity to be. I know this is something I've struggled with in life because I've always had some grand plans of what I thought I wanted to be or what I would want to do, who I would want to be, mm-hmm. and they don't work out. Okay, that isn't that is not a bad thing, but w- what was the motive behind those plans? What was the the goal behind those? Why did I want to have that identity? And so I don't I don't even think like you said the question is not what do I want my identity to be. It's like you said, what should my identity be? Yeah. And those can those can connect, but uh I think Tennessee sometimes we leave out the what I we leave, we focus way more on the what I want instead of the what I should or what I need to mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Cause truly like where if we are if we're a child of the king we're we're a Christian, we're we're someone who is who has started following Christ, then in a way we can identify with James here. You know, James doesn't call himself a brother of Jesus. He calls himself it says this is the way the the verse one starts. James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He identified as I'm a slave of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm a slave of God. I'm a servant. You know? I think that's that's probably a good place uh, to start. Yeah. Is if we're followers of Christ, then we're a we're a servant of Christ. But what are we also? Bible calls us a child of Christ, a child of you know of, of God. He's our heavenly Father. So 
our identity is son or daughter of God, of the king, which makes us a prince or a princess of the king. And that can't be taken away. Right. You know, no matter COVID, no matter what your job is, no matter where you're going in life, no matter what, like that can't be taken away. Um, even like death can't take that away. Because then it, we're just, we change places, mm-hmm. but we're still a child of the king. Right. You know, um, <clears throat> so when we're going through all this kind of stuff and, and looking at that, I think it's a great way to, I think it's a great way to identify, hey, maybe I'm putting my identity just in the wrong place. If it's something that can change, then it can change for the worse at any time, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Uh, and so I think we we do need to, things like this like that we go through, I think we should look at them as a challenge and, like we said earlier, an opportunity for us to kind of evaluate ourselves, evaluate the situation, evaluate where we're getting our worth, where we're getting our, um, you know, our values, all those kind of things. And, uh, you know, all of this stuff, obviously for people who have lost jobs and people who have, I mean, lost family, people who, um, I know a lot of people who have, have had loved ones in the hospital and they can't go see them. Yeah, sure. Loved ones who are like very close to death and they still can't go see them, whether it's COVID or not. Um, so when I say we probably shouldn't allow this to affect us as much as we do. I'm just talking about the normal. I've not lost my job. I've not, you know, taken a hit. I've not lost anybody. I've not been sick. I've just had to be at home, you know, all those kind of those things that are just like making us feel crazy. In that instance, this has probably affected us all maybe more than it should have. Mm-hmm. Because I think we're we're too focused on our circumstance and those things around us instead of like really focusing on who we are because of what who God says we are. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, and I know some people too will say, Well, well, my problems aren't as bad as so and so's problems. You know, and and they probably not. But don't downplay your own problems. Yeah. They're still you, legitimate. They're legitimate problems that you have to deal with and you have to face. Um now, in saying all that, I want to go back to that how do you identify question. And this might be a little controversial, but if the first thing that came out of your mouth or your thought process was, I'm a parent, that's not the right one. I would challenge you to re-find a new identity. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a spouse, I, th- I would say find a new identity. If it's my job, I would challenge you, if those are your first ones that come to you, you want to spend some more time figuring it out. Because it's great being a parent. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing bad about loving your kids. I'm not saying any of that stuff. But if that is your number one, if that's what you default to, keep finding out who you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Because being a parent is important and a great responsibility and a joy but tomorrow you might not be a parent. You might not be. It's one of those changing ones that, that you said. Yeah. And, and, and they're going to grow up and leave. And you're, find your identity in something, in, in who you are, not your responsibility to others on this earth. You mm-hmm. know, it, your, your, your identity needs to be found in your creator, ultimately, like you were saying. That's where, that's where it should be found. Yeah. Um, it's the only place that it that it's not going to change. Right. Everywhere else, it can mm-hmm. change. James goes on to say in, in verse 12, I'm just going to jump over there for a minute. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he stood the test, he received the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. This is one of my favorite verses, just because it always spoke to me from a very young age in my Christian level, my, my, my Christian maturity level. Another another word would be um, bless the man who re- is, perseveres under trial. 
we need to understand as as we go through these processes, especially in I'm going to refer back to the identity thing. When we're going through these processes, this is just one. There's going to be another one, and there's going to be another one after that, and then there's going to be another one after that. Until we leave this earth and go be with Jesus in eternity in a place called heaven, there's going to be trial after trial after trial. They not might all be to the extent of COVID and unprecedented times, but they're, they're there, and we're going to have to keep going. And you got to build that foundation and get that identity to where it should be, to where you understand who you are and you understand how you're loved and you understand that you're a child of God. And then you can persevere. You know that when that next trial comes forward, you have that same foundation underneath you and you can take it on and hopefully um, hold on to that, that identity of who you are in God and not just who you are in your own in your own mind. Jonathan, you got any thoughts on that? Or oh, oh, he's 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 in the Bible, y'all. <laughs> he was he's reading something. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading a little bit ahead there. Um and it it brought up the um it, James is really good. Like one thing that James does throughout his book is he he lays out things, and then he kind of moves over. It, it feels like he even changes subjects, but it it's like he's kind of throwing out a statement, and then he kind of fleshes that out just a little, using even different thoughts and you know all those. And then he comes back and talks about the same thing, and then he moves over. And so you you kind of have to read a lot of it at one time to sort of really what he's talking about about each individual thing. Um, but he, t- he talks about there in verse 12 um, that when he endures trials, he's blessed because when he passes the test, he'll receive the crown of life that God promises. And then it, like in verse 17, talking about those good gifts that God gives us, not just the crown of life, but but things now. It says every generous act and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights. With him there is no variation or shadow cast by turning. In other words, if you look at um, the the sun, it changes places. It causes shadows because it moves. God doesn't move. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. And, and it goes back to what we were kind of talking about with identity and who we are in him. He doesn't change. And his, um, his thoughts and his love and his all those kind of things toward his children doesn't change. So even through this kind of mess with COVID and everything else, one, it, it's not taken him by surprise. He's not had to change plans. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all had to change plans. Um, I remember there in the very beginnings of it, we made a plan one day. And before the end of the day, we had to change plans. The next day, we come together and had some plans. And before the end of that day, I mean, like, we were changing plans faster than we were, you know, changing what, I don't know. It was nuts. But God never had to change plans, you know, because he's eternal. He doesn't change. And just like that, because he's eternal, then... That's where we can fix our identity mm-hmm. is in him because of who he says that we are. You know, I, we, we're a lot of times concerned about who others, how others think of us and things like that. I mean, if you can imagine you were talking about being, um, if your identity is, is first and foremost and, and kind of so wrapped up in who you are as a parent, I mean, what happens if your children end up like, kind of hating your guts yeah if you got teenagers you kind of know what that probably (laughs) you know it's like what what about when you're when your teenagers think you're stupid those days are coming if you got little kids um but our identity in him isn't going to change because he doesn't change like the sun and the earth and you know all those kind of things that that change from day to day to day it's constant he's constant his thoughts of us is constant. His love for us is constant. 
how much he values us is constant because mm-hmm. he, you know, because he loves us completely. All right. Well, I have no idea how long we've been going. It's been great being back at the podcast. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> back there. But I think it's time. I can't to... believe I just did that. I know. Yeah. Keep her forever. It's unprecedented. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I think it's time to land this plane. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave it at this. This is going to be my my land of plane. Um, if you're out there and you're going through this event and you feel like you are losing yourself a little bit, or you feel like you you just are struggling to keep up or to do all these changes. Well, one, you've made it this far. Okay. So let's keep going. So let's, let's, let's work together and let's keep going. But two, if you feel like your identity is changing and you're losing that a little bit, that's probably not a bad thing because you're probably on the journey to finding out what your real identity is. And that identity, like we've said so many times is, is your relationship with your creator and go use this as an opportunity to embrace that and find that, that uh, identity. And if you do feel like you're changing, you do feel like you're going through some things, it's okay. Just hold on, keep going, cling to those that, that support you and love on you. Spend this time with family, stay well, wash your hands, do all the things we're supposed to do. Keep going and find out who you're really supposed to be. Keep keep digging through that identity. And even for us that know, I know I'm a child of God. I know all these things. I still lose it some days. I still forget it some days. I still get lost some days. And I got to take the journey to get back there myself at times. So just do that. Uh, look at this from back full circle, back to the beginning. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to find your identity in your creator. So embrace that. Enjoy it. And... Uh, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> I stole that from James, but I put my own flair on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little flair. Anything mm. you want to add, Jonathan? Is this nope. show? That's you landed show. it. Landed Let, it. Let's go. Uh, real quick, all the formal stuff. We've been gone for a while, so we haven't really been doing social media much either yeah. because we've been very busy. <laughs> so if you're not seeing posts, interact with us on there. Um, so that we can uh, interact with you, throw a like, throw, uh, if it's whatever you're listening to on, wherever you see our post, throw a like on there, make a comment. That helps you see our stuff and helps us allow us to uh, interact with you. But check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Land the Plane Today. And over at Twitter, we'd love to conversate with you at Land the Plane 247. If you got anything you want to share, maybe um, your opinion on how Jonathan should have handled the Craigslist thing. <laughs> Send us an email, uh, or maybe should if, I have sent the emoji? Yeah, if you've been, um, if you found anything that's been working for, during this time for you, uh, and you think it'd be valuable to other people to hear, send us an email at landaplane today at gmail.com and, and maybe we can share that on a future show. But that's all I've got for right now, Jonathan. It's been fun, man. Yep. Let's crank up the music. Let's get out of here. Thanks, guys. Let's Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all.